おーいーおーいー !It's Griff's brain dump and it's me, Griff, obviously! Episode 330 is day one of Ange Postecoglou being the manager of Spurs, Tottenham Hot Spurs. What a ripper! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We love it. We love it. We love Big Ange. Big Ange? I don't know how he says his name. Does he say his name is Ange? Ange Postacoglu or Ange? I've said Ange. Well, I think he says Ange. Ange. Yeah, because it'd be Angelou Postacoglu. Uh, yeah. He's the new manager. He's the man at Tottenham. We've done all right, Tottenham, so far. 1st of July, signed Madders, James Madison, and uh, Guillermo Vicario. Fourth best goalkeeper in Serie A. That's what he was. Um, yeah, we were... Uh, Tottenham doing business early. My mate said that the reason why they're hyping up the Madison transfer so much is because that's our last signing. <laughs> but, um, hey, why not be optimistic, hey? In a world full of darkness and pessimism, why not be optimistic about Tottenham Hotspur's chance of finishing somewhere between 4th and 7th this year? You know, that's, that's what's going to happen. Anyway, how you doing? How's your week been? It is one minute past midnight on the 2nd of July. 2nd of July. We are in the second half of the year. I mean, it's the countdown to Christmas. That's what we do. Second half of the year. That's is fucking nuts. Life's just flying. I'm getting old. I'm going to be dead tomorrow. You, say, you blink and you miss it. Life just flashes. Just goes past you. And like, oh, I'm feeling it feeling it already 35 i'm at the halfway mark <laughs> now i'd love to live beyond 70 but let's face it anyway i haven't really got much to talk about i haven't followed any new stuff um I mean, what's going on in my life just come back from gig banana cabaret um it's not as gay as it sounds <laughs> it's pride week it's pride weekend's London Pride. Listen, people, I was on the train. I had to travel through central London. And we all need the body confidence of the of an overweight gay man. That's what we need. Because one guy who got on the train was out. Like, everything. He was outside. So much on display. And I was like, you know what? If you think you look good... I'm happy for you. That's what I'm, on, I'm on. I'm on the positivity vibe, people. On the peace and love, the positivity. I think I'll still find a way of being snide and rude, uh, but I'm on the positivity. But yeah, that's. I was coming back. I did two gigs, Banana Cabaret, on Friday and Saturday, and uh, yeah, one in June, one in July, same weekend though. Yeah, it was good. Good fun. I'm doing a work in progress show there on the 11th. So anyone from South London listening, it's Ballum. That's where Banana Cabaret is. The Bedford in Ballum. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's there. So today, like yesterday, I autopiloted and did some of my, you know, my show. Did some of it inconceivable in my 20 minute set. Whereas today, I was like, no, I'm not doing any jokes from the show. I did like one or two. Well, mainly not. I was like, all right. 
everyone that was okay but come to my show next tuesday because it's going to be fire that's it that's it man that's that's what i've done uh gig wise i was on bbc one extra with ace on tuesday um that was really cool to actually be in the studio that, that was fun being in the studio for that um ace is cool um yeah but that was nice that was that was really nice um it felt it felt normal felt normal i mean i wonder like what level of um fame you'd have to get to where it stops feeling normal you know and then it becomes normal again because you're in the new normal. I'm not saying I have any level of fame, by the way. That's not what I'm saying. Here. I'm saying I'm a, I'm a nobody who had something to promote my show, up and coming comedian. You know, that's who I am. All right. I guess to some people listening to the pod, not to pod, sorry, to to radio show, it's like, oh, he's he's famous. I just don't know him. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not famous. But there's people who are just undeniably famous right so you know, BBC One Extra so let's, let's, so let's say Stormzy say Stormzy goes in you know Stormzy's already a striking guy tall dark skinned guy he's like 6 foot 4 he's been, he's been banging gym for the past 4 years so his shoulders are just his shoulders are big anyway the guy's a big guy stylish so he just stands out. You look, you, you, you're going to look at Stormzy. Even if he's not famous, you're going to look at Stormzy. Now he's Stormzy. He's always been that people going to start move, acting a bit differently around. He's like, oh. like, even when I was at the office, actually, Stormzy was outside my office um, a few weeks ago. People like, Stormzy's outside. I was like, what's he doing? So like, I don't know. He's just in that car. He's <laughs> like, what? That's what I mean. The man's just getting in and out of a car. It's Stormzy. I'm talking about when you get that level of fame. I'm not even talking about your international superstars. He's still like a UK celebrity, but he's big. It's that of you know when you walk to the room and people like get a bit giddy and weird and off balance around you. And you know, imagine when you first break that bubble, it must be like, oh, this is weird, and then it becomes a thing of, oh yeah, it's normal. Like people, your people who are with you, who are like you know your friends from, like your normal friends, not your celeb friends. Yeah, they must look at you like why are they. I mean, I know you're famous, but what? Why is this person acting like this around you? And they say, oh, yeah, it's normal. I wonder what that must be like. Just people acting weird. I hope to never be that famous. I've always said the level of fame I want. I was discussed this the other day. <laughs> level of fame I want is. Um, people to know like one element of me and not the other so like they know the name but don't know the face or they know the face but don't know the name so like actually the other yesterday I was on the train and that actor got on the train do you know what I mean that actor the guy the black guy what's his name and that's what I was who I sat opposite and I was just left there going, I can't even talk to this guy. Because I'm not to talk to him about it, so I don't even know his name. I'm not even sure what shows I've seen him in. Now, because I can't remember his name. I think he was in Casualty. I think his name's like Kwame. But I think he changed his name to Kwame. If this is the same guy, I think it is. 
uh, Kwame actor. That was definitely him. Definitely him. Kwame Kwe Armour. 56. Born Ian Roberts. See, I knew all this about him. He was in Casualty. Um, yeah. I'll set opposite him. And, um, yeah, man. I said, obviously, but I couldn't remember his name. I knew his name was Kwame. Didn't know him enough to be called him just Kwame. So I just sat there and kind of stared at him for a bit. And went, right. <laughs> That's the level of fame I'd like. Or it's one of those where someone could sit, like I'm in a restaurant. Myself and, uh, no, not a restaurant, because you wouldn't find out someone's name after they've sat down. Yeah, actually, yeah. let's let's play that out. One of those ones. In a restaurant. Three hours, four hours in the restaurant. Waiting staff don't give a shit. And then it's like, oh, I've left my jacket there. And then a call is, oh, I've left my jacket. Okay, well, when is he here? And they say, oh, what's the name? Who's coming? It's like, oh, I'll, I'll come and get myself. What's the name? Darren Griffiths. And they're like, wait, as in the... You know, and of course they're like, you know, you're an author or something. We got no face, we got a name. You don't want to be J.K. Rowling, famous. You know her face. You know if you're looking at J.K. Rowling, but you wouldn't know if you was looking at fucking, I don't know, who Agatha Christie. <laughs> yeah, is is that? I don't know if Agatha Christie is the the author or the character. That is shameful. That is really shameful. She's the author. I knew it. I mean, she's so dead now. I know she's so dead. But I mean, I'm looking at a picture of Agatha Christie now. I wouldn't know. I didn't know that was Agatha Christie. I mean, it's not like it's something amazing that I'm looking at. Going, oh my God, I can't believe that's Agatha Christie. It's just I wouldn't know the face. And that's what I'm talking about. One or the other. Or if you were... Uh, if you walk in... Uh, Otherwise, I said this. If I was in a restaurant again, a lot of my a lot of my fame fantasies are based on restaurants. <laughs> in the restaurant, and the table next to you, one of the people, and there's a couple. One of the couple are like, "That's that's him. That's so and so," and the other person's like, "Oh, that's that is that's mwah, wonderful." So I can't imagine that David Beckham fame. You walk to a restaurant, and everyone's changed their plans. They're about to leave, and they're like, oh, let's just sit down a bit. Ask him, ask him. I've got to ask him. I have to ask him for a picture. Do you mind we'll take a picture? He's like, mate, this is the urinal. I'm having a piss. How about after I finish pissing, we have a picture? They're like, ah, oh, wow, you're rude. That level of fame. Or level of fame where you actually need security. Because people just, it's just too much. But yeah, that's not the one. That's not the one at Tom Cruise level fame. Where you, you know what I mean? Where they're coordinating a week in advance what what door and what entrance and what time your team are coming in. Cause you can't use the main entrance. You know, nah. I don't want to queue up. <laughs> if I use the main door. You know what I mean? Little queue up. 
few people in the main queue are like, is that? Yeah, I think that is him. There you go. They're not they're not losing their place in the queue to come talk to me. That's that's the level of fame. Wonderful. And I'd want it based on talent. So I just need to get talented at well, I I mean, recognised for my talent. I'm talented. So about the positivity, guys, the positive vibes. Um, yeah. Went to Bournemouth this week as well. It's been an eventful week. Went to Bournemouth um, this week. Yep, that was fun. I went for one night with the kiddies and my Marjorie and my sister and my two nieces. And yeah, it's just me and Zavi were the only lads on the holiday. We went to the pub with the birds <laughs> in the rooms. And me and Zavi just hit the town. Going clubbing with my son. Yeah, you know I mean? it's going to be four months next week. We're clubbing, hit the town. Like, oh my God, are you two brothers? I, said, <laughs> I know I look young, but now I'm dead. That's that's what's happening. <laughs> ah dear. Yeah, that was fun, Bournemouth. I um, couldn't find fish and chips for shit though. Ridiculous. You know, you just everyone who's not from the coast, we all have this thing, right? That when you go to the coast, you're like, go have fish and chips. Go have fish and chips. I go to the coast. You can never fucking find fish and chips. Never. The only place I've ever found fish and chips that consistently on the seafront is Brighton, I think. Maybe South End. South End, Brighton. Two places I've been. And he's like, number of fish and chip shops, so you don't know which one to go to. Everywhere else that's by the sea, it's not fraudulent. It's like, I don't know, I guess they can't afford the, the rent to be on the seafront. But all the best fish and chip, fish and chip shops are like in town. Like the town centre is not on the coast. You've got like the beach and the pier and all that, but they're like, you have to go in up the hill and into the town a bit. Oh, that's, that's the fish and chip shop you want. Yeah, 20 minutes in town. It's like, but I've come to the coast to be on the beach why is there not a fish and chip shop on the beach yeah so um struggled but i should have done my research before i went but um i realized uh, that yeah we went and we just ate chain food went to the cozy club for lunch then we went wagamama's for dinner and the next day uh harry ramsden because he wanted fish and chips so why not go for a chain he was like flying all the way to southern to the southern states of America, you know, for that genuine fried chicken. Want some fried chicken? And he just go to a KFC. Go all the way there. Some fried chicken. KFC. That's what we did. Went all the way to the beach and then went to Harry Ramsden. A fish and chip shop where I've seen branches mainly in service stations. That's where that's where we went. That's where we fucking went. Not ever like tourists, like fucking morons. Fucking morons. But uh, yeah, but it was nice. It was lovely to spend time with the family. Right, now is there anything else that's happened in the news? In the news. Um, must be something. Let's have a quick little Google on Twitter. Oh! correction from the pod last week so i said what the fuck does james cameron know director of titanic about 
deep sea exploration. Yeah? You write one film about a boat sinking and you think you're some kind of expert. I stand corrected. He's actually uh, done a solo manned uh, <laughs> deep sea dive in a submersible. And guess what? He's still here. So maybe he does know a little bit about going underwater. Hey? So, because of that, I've, I've now, without any further research, have assumed that he also knows about other planets and big old eight-foot blue people. I don't need the research. If he's making films about it, he knows about it. So, James Cameron, salute to you. Um, I mean... What else does James Cameron know? What, what other films has James Cameron done? He, he's done... Um, I didn't even know he was Canadian. That, that was... That was uh, something. I said, what other films has he done? What am I talking Terminator. So he knows about AI. He knows about AI and stuff. Aliens. Told you he knows about aliens. The Abyss. Oh, yeah, he made a film about underwater. So, yep. He knows about all that shit. He knows about aliens, AI, and under the water. James motherfucking Cameron, yo. He's been married five times. Five times, man. Golly. Married to Gail Hurd, who's a film and television producer. Founder of Valhalla Entertainment. What's your notable works, though? She's been married three times. So four years to Cameron, two years to that guy, and then been married to one guy since '95. Personal life, okay, it's all right. So that's her. Well, he's married to Sharon Williams for six years. Then hers for four. Does he have any breaks in between? So it's '84, divorced, '85, married, '89, divorced, '89, married to Catherine Bigelow, uh, American filmmaker. She made, oh shit, she made uh, Point Break, K-19, The Widowmaker. I remember watching that film and falling asleep. It was about submarine. Fucking hell, he, he loves, they must be having some mad underwater sex fantasies. Just making films about boats and submarines. Uh, the Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty and Detroit. Fair enough. She's she's a real somebody. That must be competitive, isn't it? She's the first woman to win a win an Academy Award as best director. I said, wait, 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 wait. She's the first woman to win an Academy Award for best director, Directors Guild of America Award for outstanding directing, and the BAFTA Award for best direction. She's also the first woman to win Saturn Award for Best Director with Strange Days. Fucking hell. She's a G. And the only thing they know about her personal life, she was married to James Cameron for two years. Linda Hamilton. Wait, fuck, that's Sarah Connor. James Cameron was married to Sarah Connor. This, when I started reading who he's married to, I was like, why am I doing this? This is some fucking interesting pods, pod material, but this is to me. Fuck you guys. Um, yeah. So, he was married to 
uh, yeah, um, Linda Hamilton. So when was Terminator made? They're married between 97 and 99. And that film wasn't made then, was it? It was made earlier than that. 97. Yeah, Terminator 84. Terminator 91. T2 3D. It's a mini game. Okay. Terminator Salvation 2009. So it's like. Yes, yeah, so there wasn't anything weird and on set. Cool, fair enough. And then uh, Susie Amos, who's an American environmentalist and plant based diet advocate, was a former actress and model. Interesting. Really, really fucking interesting. Uh, they met while filming the Titanic. Yeah, this right, shit. Yeah, they met in '99 or '97. Yeah, they met in '97. Okay. Right, that's mad. He, so that was real fifth time lucky for him. Fuck me. I'm telling you now, if me and Naomi do not work out, I'm. I I said I wouldn't get married again. Definitely gonna get married four other fucking times. After like two times, he just gotta be like, I'm not good at this marriage shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, are they? It's got you. It's got to look at yourself. Be like, I'm not I'm not cut out for it. Clearly, I don't have this many divorces. That's four divorces, man. Anywho, right. Um, I was meant to be looking at Twitter, but instead I uh, started looking at James Cameron's marital history. Um, right, 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 right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What am I? I don't know how to use Twitter anymore. Zane replied to Liam is trending. Well, that's 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 a horrible indictment to what I'm meant to be interested in, because this is on the for you page. That's the top trending thing. I didn't even know Zane and Liam has fallen out. I've I've got a click on it now. Uh. Oh. Alright, this sounds big already. Liam Payne, appreciate it, bro. Thanks for the love. And alright, and some did someone even someone made a Liam and Zane updates. Jeez, what the hell? I don't know what the fuck this is. I don't know what the fuck this means. Anyway. Anyway, 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 so what is news? Let's go news, 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 news. Elon's trending. Um, RIP Twitter, Laura Koonsberg. Now, I don't think there's anything worth talking about. Let's not force it, okay? Oh, there's boxing on today. Savannah Marshall. All right, anyway, anyway, anyway. Fuck off. <laughs> Let me get into some dear Deirdre. All right, we're getting some deer deer for fuck's sake, man. Just waffling, waffling. I'm so happy I'm awake enough to do this pod, even though it's 23 minutes past 12. Because that means I could just not think about doing this for the rest of the week. It's great. All right, dear dear, I've been having incredible sex with my best friend, but he was just using me. 
Let's see what happened here. I've been having incredible sex with my best friend, but while I thought we were destined to be together, he saw me as his bit on the side. Oh, that's not nice. Three years ago, we blurred the lines when we had unforgettable sex on my balcony. So here's the thing. If you have sex with your friends, you've got to either agree it's the one time we do this. The one time. I think you could possibly get away with doing it two times. Right, if you do it three times, then you've got to decide. Are you going to give this relationship a go? Or you're just not going to talk to each other anymore. Friendship's over. You can't go back to a friendship, I don't think. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it go like that, where friends just keep on getting drunk, hooking up. I'm talking about, you know, D in P. P in V. Right? And they just keep doing it. Keep doing it. And you're you all on a friendship night out. And then these two just start tearing into each other. Like, yeah, you fucking prick. And he's like, what is happening here? He's like, why is she getting so mad that he's pulling that bird? Ain't she seen someone? Isn't he single? And then you find out, oh, they've been, they've been fucking. They've been fucking. Shit. These motherfuckers been fucking. God damn. Who the fuck knew these two been fucking? Why no one tell me? <laughs> and you just left there flabbergasted. I didn't know you two been fucking. And yeah, and it, it all starts making sense. But yeah, you can do it once and be like, yeah, we've scratched that itch. Let's leave that. But if you're just like said, just sweaty, sober shagging. You're actually sober, not even drunk and hooking up now. Oh golly, secret secret weekends away. Sober. Friends. No, no, no. Walking around having strangers in the hotel going, Oh, you aren't you to a lovely couple? You're like, oh, we don't know you a couple, we're just friends. Sharing just one room, one bed. And a little bit of coitus. Anyway, let's get on to this. <laughs> I was worried this passionate night might have ruined our friendship. But we became closer than ever and addicted to sex with one another. Says, raw animal magnetism. With one another, even when we started seeing other women. Oh, oh sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I made it more sensational than it was. It's just me misreading. Addicted sex with one another, even when he started seeing another woman. That's when you should have been like, ooh, I'm taking a step back. Or what are we? Let's establish things. Let's draw a line. It's weird that people find it so hard to have these conversations. So difficult. It's too it's too vulnerable. It's too intimate. I can't do it. But you're willing to get your genitals out and just mash them together. You know what I mean? I will stand naked in front of you. I will lick your genitals. You can lick mine. We can have a little bit of sex. We can put our fingers in here. We can a little struggle, a little touch. We can do that. Uh yeah, we can do that. We can do a lot. You wanna put that you wanna put that on? Okay, put that on. Wanna pour that on me? You can pour that on me. Oh yeah, okay. 
oh, let's try in this place, let's try in this position, and then they're totally fine. And then moment one person goes, shall we talk about what we are? Oh, that's a bit too much. <laughs> that's too much, isn't it? Oh, I'm not ready for that kind of intimacy. That No, no, no. Put your balls in me ear. Okay, so I'm 31. My best friend's 30. This other woman is 23. We met at university and we remained close friends for more than 10 years. Things became difficult when he started telling me all the intimate details, what she liked and didn't like in bed, and asking my opinion as if we were still just friends. My man's a psychopath. I went along with it to begin with, but then the feelings of jealousy overcame me and I confessed that I wasn't comfortable and gave an ultimatum. Him or me. Because I thought maybe he was just bullshitting you, just trying to test you. Because a lot of times, you know, you might just be like, I don't want to fucking embarrass myself by saying, I love her. I love you. So if, if I just tell her about this other girl, if I shag another girl and tell her about it, maybe she'll get mad and say she likes me. Because that's easier than to just have a normal conversation with someone you've already had sex with. But anyway, listen. He chose her. Golly! I felt so betrayed. I still do. But I suppose I shouldn't really be surprised. She's eight years younger than me. Yeah, that that can't be the reason. Um, And is a professional dancer. Mm, I mean, that's a reason to keep banging. I hadn't seen him for a year. But then last month, we saw each other at a mutual friend's wedding. Our eyes, our eyes locked instantly, but when I saw his plus one was pregnant, my heart crumpled again. Bomba clot! Actually, I can't really see what the problem is at the moment, because it seems like you, you smashed, you stopped smashing, you gave an ultimatum, you picked someone else. Like I'm not sure where the dilemma is here, because... Unless you shagged him again. You shagged him then, you shagged him at the wedding. He put her to bed because she's pregnant. He came back down to the bar to rejoin the party. Uh, one thing led to another and you were sucking him off in the cloakroom. Who was by the lake and a swan bit me on the bum? Anyway, let's see. I locked myself in the toilet and sobbed. To my surprise, he came and found me. Oh, what a creep. Get out the women's toilet. This is a toilet for women! Um, he wiped my tears and wrote his number down on a tissue and said, if I ever want a rendezvous, I should call him. A rendezvous? What the fuck does that mean? I don't know what to do. I miss him so much. Our friendship is sex, everything. Part of me feels it's wrong because he has a girlfriend who's expecting. But another big part of me thinks I shouldn't care because he was mine first. What should I do? Yeah, just, just shut, shut your legs and walk away. That's what you need to do. Do not shag this man. Because do you know what? You're going to get pregnant. You're going to shag him. You're going to get pregnant. And then it's, it's it's crazy for you. It's crazy for you. He's picked someone else. She's pregnant. Let them let them live. Trust me. There's there's other guys out there. He's not the one. Oh, dear. Um, what the fuck? Right, right, there's too many here. Right, right, right. So, um, uh, let's go with Celeb Crush. This is funny. 
I'm obsessed with Holly Willoughby, so my girlfriend dumped me. Okay, how how obsessed are you with Holly Willoughby? Dear Deirdre, my girlfriend left me because she thinks my love for Holly Willoughby is too much to bear. I'm 23, my girlfriend is 25. She knew I had a thing for Holly because I told her she was the spitting image of her when we met. Until she dyed her hair brown, it all kicked off at home and I openly showed my disgust. That is hilarious. That's funny. I do have Holly's photos as my screensaver and phone wallpaper. She shouted at me saying I have a repulsive obsession. I admit it was the blonde hair and cheeky smile to match that made me fall for her. But after, but after six months together, it was genuinely my girlfriend who I became fond of. I miss her, but I but, but how do I win her back? Well, change your fucking screensaver for one, you weirdo. How old are you? 14. I mean, the celeb crush is like, all right. They should be more mature about it and be a, just be a pervert. Oh, yeah, she's smashable. I'd love to have sex with her. Done. But you can't really be fancier than infatuated with a celeb, someone you haven't met. It's just got to be just really primitive, isn't it? Just, you know, she's fit. No, just... I can't imagine just thinking of a celeb in such a way where it's just like, oh, my God, if I if I met her, you know what I mean? It's over for me and Naomi. That's what your girlfriend felt. That if you met Holly Willoughby, your relationship's done. You're getting with Holly. Ignoring the fact whether Holly wants to get with you or not. That That's what she's thinking. It's, uh, yeah. Don't worry, man. Odd. Oh, there's the yawns. Okay. One more. We're wrapping up the pod. That yawn came out of nowhere. Which one should we do? What should we do? Uh... So, fucking hell, there's so many. Oh, I just don't know. I don't know which one. I'll save that one for the other pods. As in... Um, yeah, okay. Let's, let's copy that. Boom. Um, just doing a bit of pod admin while on the pod. Because that's the kind of guy I am. I don't care about you listening. <laughs> no, I do. Right, so not that one. That's that'll be on uh, a different pod. Right, let's go. So, um, I don't want to read out the titles in case you go, oh yeah, that one, and then I'll just do a different one. Then you're, you're mad at me. Menopausal wife kicked me out after she found out my porn habit. Okay. Dear Deirdre, my menopausal wife kicked me out because she found pornography on my laptop. She needs to fucking grow up. And you, sir, need to lock your laptop. I mean, where's the security, the GDPR? Um, Right, we've been married for 12 years. I'm 49, my wife is 47. We don't have children together, but but I took on her two teenagers as my own. Okay. Family life was good until my wife hit the menopause. She suggests she struggled with different symptoms and would often knock me back if I tried to initiate sex. Fair enough. I turned to porn and it became a comfort to me when I wasn't receiving any love from my wife. It was a private thing I kept to myself and I would often wait until she was asleep to sneak downstairs to watch it alone so that she wouldn't find out. Unfortunately, she uncovered my secret one day while having a little snoop 
on laptop. <laughs> That's what it says. Let's say on the laptop. It says, little Snoop on laptop. She hit the roof without giving me a chance to explain. Before I knew it, I was out the door and told not to come back. Now, do you, is this your house? Do you have a mortgage? Or a joint tenancy? You can't. Like, Naomi can never kick me out of the house. I could leave of my own accord to, you know, keep the peace and have a happier environment for the kids. But, like, you can't kick me out of the house. You can't kick me out of the bed. Like, right now, so there's three of us in the room. Me, Naomi, Zavi. I snore. I snore, which wakes up Zavi. Zavi waking up, wakes up Naomi. And that's that's just sleep disrupted. Um, when I snore, Naomi is very violent to me. Sometimes she might give me a little poke. Sometimes she probably goes with like the core and scratch of the back. She kicked me once. <laughs> Fully kicked me in the calf. I was like, what are you doing? Just tap me. And she's like, oh, you're snoring. It's like, go to the other room. And the thing is, it's like, I go to the other room, but I haven't been kicked out. I've gone to the other room because it's like, I don't want to be kicked in the leg when I'm sleeping. I'm not disturbed by snoring. If I really, truly chose to be selfish and ignorant, she couldn't kick me out. I'm like, no. Just deal with the snoring. I think I, and I think I said that once before. She just put some headphones in and she dealt with the story. <laughs> That's why I didn't have another room to go to. I was like, no. You stop your snoring. What do you want me to do? Stop breathing. Golly. It's really arrogant and unsympathetic. But I stayed in the bed. Because it's my bed. So this whole thing of because you watch porn on your laptop. No. You leave. Yeah. Anyway. I thought she'd calm down after a few days. But it's been over a week. And she still won't return any of my belongings. Or let me speak to the children. She won't return your belongings that you haven't been kicked out. Just go in. Just use your fucking key and go to your house, man. Stop it. What are you doing? You just go in. Just open the door. Right? Slam it shut so she knows you're in. You're not sneaking in. It's my fucking house. And you just march up to your bedroom. You pull your trousers and your pants down right to the ankles. You put porn on the big screen. Loud. Just slap. And just tug away. He's like, my wank. My room. My house. That's what you do. And then, yeah, she she might stab you. But you might not die. And then maybe she'll understand. Maybe we'll come to an understanding. <laughs> anyway, uh, she even took me off the insurance on our car when I was only made aware of when the police pulled me over. Wait, this has been a week. What the fuck is the menopause? And now I've just received a notification that she's cancelled our family holiday to Greece. I'm devastated about it all. She is fucking... Menopause is fucking crazy. She's not dealing with it well. I don't know how you're meant to deal with it, but this doesn't sound like it's well. She kicked me out before in the past, but she's never taken it this far. I see this guy. You've got this habit of being kicked out. Like I said, it's just never going to happen to me. I think it's really over this time. How do I save my marriage? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. You've you've got a. I don't know, man. And I, yeah, about let you talk to the kids. You took on the teenage boys. You you've been married for twelve years. Means those teenage boys are in their twenties, and potentially their thirties. Give them a call and be like, "Is your mum all right?" And tell us like, what happened. I was watching porn. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I did. Yeah, look, it upset your mum, but I ain't done anything wrong. Wrong. No, I mean, watching fucking porn. It ain't worth all this. Unless he's saying you took the kids on when they were like, you know, one and three, and now they're teenagers. Then you don't want to call them and be like, I was watching porn. What's wrong with your mum? Yeah, maybe not then. Um, but yeah, still believe just march in your house and have a wank in your bedroom. And that's it. Right. I think that's it. I think that's the pod. I think I'm talking for 40 odd minutes. Yeah, I have. Look, you've got enough pod there. You've got enough pod right there. That's a lovely bit of pod you've got. Oh, that's a lovely, absolutely lovely bit of pod. Um, I am doing what we're doing this week. I am on BBC Radio Wales, 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 BBC Radio Wales, Radio, Radio Wales. Okay, BBC Radio Wales. Um, not sure when I'm doing a pre record interview for that. Then, um, Tuesday, I'm up in Leeds, bastards, up in Leeds on Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm at home, I'm indoors, I'm at home, Thursday, South End, Westcliff, Friday, take my car in to get serviced, but I'm at home, Saturday, Saturday, fucking, I got a, a a festival. I'm trying to get a ticket to go to, so we had these tickets booked for ages. Top fest, yeah. You can go to Glastonbury, but have you ever been to Top Fest? No, probably not. Of course you ain't. Um, so we've had free tickets in our pocket. Then no, me, no, me says the other day. Oh my God, watch because we got free tickets. I didn't think. We put these tickets before Zavi was even like an idea. And he's like, oh shit, yeah. She goes, we need to get a ticket for Zavi. Oh no. And then she checks her tickets. And she's got one adult ticket. One ticket for zero to five child. And one ticket for zero to five month. I was like, hold on. That's you three. Where's my ticket? Because I know I'm not the adult. Because I, I ain't taking these two kids. Shit. <laughs> um, and the only reason I'm taking two kids because Zavi's breastfed. Blah, blah, blah. Breast. So, we're now scrambling for another adult ticket. Which is crazy. Look at resellers. I'm going to play that fucking markup on these tickets. Which is going to be crazy. It's like this ain't flipping Dave Chappelle. These tickets should just be about, but they're not. Come on, is, is, have they got them yet? Nope, still not there. 
so yeah, so we're just just looking, just looking around. So anyone got any tickets for Top Fest, Hertfordshire? Give me a shout. Adult ticket, one adult ticket is what I need. Uh, and then after that, I'll be heading down to Canterbury, to the Marlowe Theatre, that is in Canterbury. And then Sunday, I'm on the breakup monologues with Rosie Wilby, doing a live podcast. I'm guest on that. Up in Cambridge. So it's going to be fun. It's a fun week. Fun week. Oh, and Monday, I'm bloody recording late nights and uh, wet wipes. We've got a guest. We've got a guest coming. He's a big one. He's been on TV. He's been on TV. Friend of mine. So uh, it's going to be fun. Funny guy. Um, but I don't want to say his name in case he lets me down and doesn't turn up. But yes, you better not. Anyway, so that's, that's what's going on this week. And yeah, that's it. Right, that's the end of the pod now. Right, that's 44 minutes of lovely podding. Okay, people, that's it. Right, that's it. That's in the pod. That's in the pod. Uh, I haven't got anything else to say, have I? No, if you are in any of those places that I just listed for work in progress shows, get your tickets. Um, then, Londoners, if you're about, like I said, Bedford and Ballam on the 11th, uh, then on the no work in progress shows until the penultimate week or the, uh, the final week of July where I'll be at Tufnell Park on the 24th and then Top Secret on the 27th 27th is going to be a big one I can feel it's going to be a big one you know it'll be big bombastic it's going to be good so yeah come to any of those any of those probably need to shift some tickets for the 24th but it may not be that big of a deal if I don't because I'll just cancel the gig, and I know my show, so I'll just uh, I'll just say it to myself. I'll just pace around the garden and say it to myself, and it'd be, it'd be fine. Anyway, that is it. That's the end of the pods. I'll see you guys later. Uh, peace, 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 peace. I should have said peace when my finger was near the off button. <laughs>